Hello there, everyone. My name's Andrew. And I'm Cassie. And this is the Culips English Podcast. Today, we have a simplified speech episode prepared for you, which is our series that features clear, natural, and easy to understand English conversations about interesting topics. And helping me with today's show is my co host, Cassie. Hello, Cassie. Hey, Andrew, and hey, listeners. How's it going? I'm good, Cassie, and I'm looking forward to our conversation that we're going to have today. I think it will be a really interesting discussion, and that's because we're going to talk about some of the ways that we can have fun with our coworkers. Some of the ways that we can have fun with our coworkers. Wow. It'll be a good discussion, I think. Yeah, that's right. But maybe we should first explain what we mean by that topic because, you know, it's a little bit vague. So, everyone will be talking about some ways that we personally spend time socializing with coworkers outside of the regular professional working relationship. You know, we see our coworkers every day in the office, but today we're going to talk about times that you might hang out with coworkers outside of the office. So we'll talk about some things that we personally do with our coworkers and things that are common for coworkers to do together in workplaces in North America. Yeah, so everyone, we'll get started with this conversation in a moment. But before we do, we want to let you know that we make study guides and transcripts for all of our episodes. And they're designed by our team of expert English teachers to help you build your English skills and reach your learning goals faster. So to get unlimited access to all of our study guides, plus some other bonuses like invitations to our monthly live streams and access to our members-only series called The Fluency Files, just visit our website, qlips.com, and you can sign up and become a member. We'd also like to give a shout-out to one of our listeners from Canada named Maida, who left us a lovely review on CastBox. And Cassie, would you mind reading the review for us? Sure. So Maida wrote, You are wonderful, guys. I'm really thankful. I'm from Iran, but recently I moved to Vancouver, Canada. Every day I play your podcast while doing the dishes and cooking. I really appreciate your work and enjoy the conversations. Way to go. Wow, Maida, thank you so much for your great comment and for learning English with us. Way to go. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Thank you, Maida. And of course, a big thanks to all of our listeners from around the world who support us with comments and reviews and follows on all of the different podcast apps out there. It's impossible for us to give a shout out to everyone, but we do read your comments and reviews and we really appreciate it. You're doing a great job, guys. Keep it up. And thanks again. So, Andrew, our topic for today is having fun with coworkers. Why don't you start us off and tell us some things that you do with your coworkers for fun? Sure. Well, I have to be honest and say that I don't socialize with my coworkers too often. 
I like my coworkers. They're all wonderful people, but they're all at the stage in their life where they're kind of recently married or having children, and they are all busy with work as well. So outside of work, we don't really see each other very often, but we do get together maybe once or twice per semester. So. For listeners who don't know, I work at a university, and of course, at universities you have semesters, right? And each semester is four months long. And once we complete a semester, then there are two months of vacation time. So there's two semesters per year. There's a spring semester and a fall semester, and we usually meet once at the beginning of the semester, and sometimes once at the end of the semester as well. And I don't meet with all of my coworkers because, of course, working at a university, there's like hundreds of employees there, hundreds of people that are my coworkers. But I do meet with some of the other members of the staff that are in my department. And when we hang outside of official functions, because there are sometimes when we go to a conference or we have a meeting. And sometimes we'll eat lunch together in that kind of situation, but that doesn't feel like hanging out or socializing. That just feels like working to me. <laughs> so when we do socialize, usually what we do is we hang out at someone's house and we play cards together.、Mm-hmm. And maybe we'll have a drink or two, and we usually order pizza as well. So we have a kind of pizza party and play. Cards usually poker is the game that we play, and we listen to music and chat. Unfortunately, most of the chat is usually about working life, <laughs> which we try not to do because we're like, oh, we're hanging out. We're we're let's just not talk about work for today. But you know, the conversation topic always drifts back to work eventually.、Uh, but yeah, that's usually what I do these days for. Socializing with my coworkers, it's always fun, and we're always like, "Let's do this more、yep. often." <laughs> yeah, we should do this again. And then, of course, the whole semester goes by, and then we're like, "Ah, it's the end of the semester. Let's get together to celebrate、uh, completing a semester together." Then we have a little gathering.、Mm-hmm. But yeah, and Cassie, how about you? How do you spend time with your coworkers? Well, I think I'm a little bit different than you. I guess I'm in my twenties, and I live internationally, like you do. I feel like people in their twenties who live internationally, they don't have their family around, so you really have to make friends fast so that you don't feel lonely. And when、mm-hmm. you're working, you know, eight to nine hours a day, the fastest friends you can make are your coworkers. So I hang out. A lot with my coworkers at my current school and also at my previous schools in Korea. That's awesome. Yeah, and that's a great point. I think when I was younger as well, I did that. <laughs> <laughs> But now I guess I'm a, a little bit older than you, Cassie, and I'm at the point in my life where I don't hang out with friends as often as I used to. But that's great to hear that you've made a lot of friends already at your new school. So, when you guys spend time together, what kind of things do you do? 
Yeah, I think it depends on the group. So I know a lot of people usually they'll go to happy hours on Fridays after work to ce- celebrate the end of the week.、Mm-hmm. Our group that I hang out with often, we actually started two new activities, hobbies, kind of together.、Um, one、mm-hmm. of them on Thursdays we go to a trivia night, which has been pretty fun. Oh, I like that. Yeah, the people that go there, like outside of our team, are intense. Andrew, I've never seen <laughs> such amazing trivia players in my life. Hardcore trivia players. Hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then another thing that we just started doing that I find super fun is if we have time on the weekends, we all meet together and we play a sport together. Oh yeah. Yeah, and last weekend we played rugby together because three of the people in the group are on a rugby team here in Bangkok, and I've never touched a rugby ball in my life. It was so fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So new friends and new experiences. Cassie, when you hang out with your coworkers, do you have the same? Issue that I have, and that is that you always talk shop and talk about work and the office. Or are you guys pretty good at separating work and leisure? I think it's a pretty good mix.、Uh, luckily, our group is kind of separated between the elementary, middle school, and high school teachers, so we can't talk about a lot of things similarly because you know the. The students and the teaching styles are so different、mm-hmm. um, between departments, but、um, yeah, we definitely talk about student drama and teacher drama, but we also talk about things outside of work as well. You mentioned that a lot of your coworkers are not locals, but they are people from different countries. So, do you have like a pretty diverse friend group, or do you mostly hang out with other Americans? All of us are either American or Canadian. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, I have quite a few Canadian acquaintances now, Andrew. You're not the only one. <laughs> wow, you're becoming one of us slowly but surely, maybe, Cassie. <laughs> And Cassie, you also told me about something that you've been doing with your coworkers, which is playing Wordle. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. Like that's another thing that you can do with your coworkers to have fun and socialize outside of working together, and that is to do some kind of office activity. And this is common in Canada as well. And maybe I'll explain that later. But first, could you tell us about Wordle, what it is, and how you play it with your coworkers? Sure, Wordle's a word game where. You have six chances to guess a five-letter word, and it was created by this guy. I feel bad; I forget his name. But it was sold to the New York Times, and on the New York Times website, you can find this daily wordle. So, me and my coworkers have a group, and every day we try to guess this wordle in as few guesses as possible, and we grade it like. Golf, grade it like golf. So, like golf, maybe you have a par four hole, but if you do it in 
two attempts, then you get a minus two score. So do you think of Wordle as being like par six? And if you get it in one guess, then you're minus five? Is that what you mean? Kind of, yeah. So we say that if you didn't guess the word that day or you forgot, you get a straight automatic 10 points. But if you guess the word in six guesses, you get six points. And you don't want points. You want the lowest number, like in golf. I see. So just like in golf, uh, minus score is actually a good thing. Mm, yes. It's impossible to get minus in Wordle, our version of Wordle, but going for the lowest score is still the main goal. Ah, okay. I got it. The lower, the better. So how many players do you have in the Wordle what do you call it? Do you have an, a nickname for it or something like the Wordle Crew or the Wordle Tournament? You know, I forget. I think Wordle Battle. <laughs> Wordle Battle. How many players are participating in the Wordle Battle? Um, one, two, three, four, five. Six. I think there's six of us, six or seven of us right now. And then we also have a student-led competition. So the teachers participate in the global daily Wordle, but we've also found a website where you can make your own Wordles and distribute them. So three mm. days a week, our homeroom students also participate in a homemade Wordle. Nice. I like that. That sounds really fun. Who's the winner right now? Cassie, are you winning? I know you're good with words. You have a way with words. So I think that you probably are pretty good, but maybe you have some coworkers who are better. I don't know. How, how are you doing? I thought I was good until I started this competition. And wow, they are next level, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> when playing Wordle, I always start the wordle with the same guess each time i use the word ocean do you have a five letter word that you start the puzzle with one of my students uses ocean i used to but now i mix it up every time i know one of my coworkers always uses the word audio because it has so many vowels so, Cassie, I hinted uh, just a moment ago about an activity that Canadian people do at their workplace. Mm -hmm. And of course, this is just some people. This is not everybody. It's really hard to say that everybody does this or everybody does that, especially in North America, where we have people from all around the world working together. But one kind of activity that is pretty common in Canadian workplaces is having a hockey pool. Because we are ah. hockey-loving people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so ice hockey is the most popular sport in Canada. And a lot of people will participate in a hockey pool. And what that is, is that at the start of the new hockey season, you get together with some of your coworkers, usually make a group like five or ten people, and they will select some of the players that they want for their team. They have a kind of draft where each person gets to select a player one by one and you select maybe 20 players for your team or 15 players. Every hockey pool has slightly different rules. And then you follow the progress of those players throughout the season. And at the end of the season, you count 
you know, how many goals did this player score? How many points does this player have? And you total all of your players together, and then the person with the most points wins. And usually there's some kind of competitive element to it. You know, there's some kind of friendly betting where maybe everybody puts some money into the hockey pool, maybe $20 or $50. And then the winner at the end of the season will take all of the money. There's usually some kind of financial incentive to it. But I think the point is that it creates conversation between coworkers. So mm. after every weekend on Monday morning, you know, like, oh, did you see the game? Like, my player did so well. Ah, I'm winning. And, you know, our situation is kind of unique, Cassie, as being international mm -hmm. teachers at foreign schools in different countries, because that means that automatically we have a pretty tight bond with our coworkers right from the start. Yeah. Because we're all in this unique situation. But back home in the States and in Canada, you know, like, you might have absolutely nothing in common with some of your coworkers, mm -hmm. right? But an activity like this gives you some common ground. And I think it helps people become closer and friendly with each other, even in a situation, you know, where sometimes you don't want to be, you don't want to be at the office. So it just makes the day a little bit brighter and more fun. Yeah, that's right. We actually have a similar one in the U.S. Um, there's not as many hockey fans, but we have a fantasy football league. Mm -hmm. Not to confuse listeners with soccer. I mean, American football. <laughs> um, but it's the same process. You pick players, make a draft pool, and then, you know, the same thing you said, but with American football. And it's really hardcore in the States. I know fantasy football is really extreme. It's quite competitive. And there are like podcasts about fantasy football. I know there's been a TV show even that was centered around a group of guys who played fantasy football with each other. So it's really a popular pastime. Have you ever participated in a fantasy sports league, Cassie? That's not my thing. <laughs> The last time that I participated in a hockey pool was actually when I was an elementary school student. Wow. And I remember, yeah, it's been a while. I There was a long time in my life where I didn't care about hockey. Now I love hockey again, but I kind of put it away for most of my high school and university days. But I remember this is how long ago it was that I was in a hockey pool is that to follow the stats, I would look in the back of the newspaper to see the information about the previous day's game because all of the hockey statistics would be in the sports section of the newspaper. You could see, you know, who scored the goals, who got some assists, how much time on ice each player had. And then I used to take that newspaper and enter it into my spreadsheet on my computer. Mm -hmm. And that's how I would track my player's progress. This is like pre-internet, probably in like the early 90s when I was just seven or eight years old. That's so cool. Yeah, that memory just came back when I was talking about it. And it's kind of funny. But that is a popular way that people socialize in North American workplaces, at least. Cassie, quick question here before we wrap up. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious about in the States. I have a feeling about what you're going to say, but I, I need to hear it from a true American. And my question is about dinner meetings or drinking meetings with your coworkers. Like here in Korea, mm -hmm. there is a culture called huishik. Huishik means office dinner. Mm. 
So what people do, of course, every company is different, but most companies do this at least sometimes, is that after work, you and all of your coworkers will get together, usually go to a nice restaurant and eat some food together and drink together. That is kind of a central part of the Huishik culture, although it is changing these days, but that is still a fundamental part, I think, of a Huishik. In Canada, that's not so common. Uh, what about in the States? Do you have any of these staff dinner parties and drinking parties? Yeah, I'm going to say on the average, no. Usually, I think companies have one or two parties a year. For example, maybe a Christmas party or in my my mother's company's case, an end of tax season party because they are an accounting firm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sure, sure. <laughs> yes. But besides those special occasions, not really, no. One distinction that I think we could make is that it's really common for like co-workers to go out for maybe a beer after work on Friday and just hang out amongst themselves. But these huishiks are like with the managers and the bosses. Yep. And I think that's why some people feel they're a little bit uncomfortable is because you have to hang out and socialize with the people above you, you know, higher on the ladder in the company. And although it could feel comfortable just hanging out among people, the same department as you, hanging out with like the management and those kinds of executives and the higher ups uh, can feel a little bit uncomfortable. I feel like it could also cause a lot of competition between coworkers, you know, who can make your boss laugh the most or pour him the most drinks or her the most drinks so that you can get a promotion. <laughs> yeah, there are definitely a lot of power politics at play in that kind of dinner meeting. But anyway, Cassie, I think this is a perfect time for us to wrap up our conversation. So everyone, that brings us to the end of today's episode. And I want to say thanks for listening and great job on completing an English study session with us. And we'd love to know what you think about this episode. If you have any questions for us or feedback for us, please leave a comment on qlips.com or on our discussion form and share them with us. And if you like this episode, please support us. Your support allows us to keep making English lessons for learners all over the world, and we can't do QLips without you. The best way to support us is by signing up and becoming a QLips member. For all the details, just visit our website, qlips.com. You can also support us by following us on social media, telling your friends who are learning English to check us out, or by leaving us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to QLips. That is it for us for now, but we'll be back soon with another brand new episode, and we'll talk to you then. Goodbye. See ya.